Welcome to episode number one of the Batter Soccer Fans. I am your mm-hmm. host, Daniel Granada. Next to me right here, over here, my yeah, there, yeah, yeah, yeah. there you go. We got uh, yeah. Ben Borges, and below us, we got my man, Chris Duran. What uh, up, what up? Let me kick it over to Ben first. How you doing, Mr. Benjamin Borges? Good, man, good. Uh, enjoying this uh, this off-season that's never really an off-season in soccer. There's no always something thing. going on, man. No such thing. Mm-hmm. No sport like it in the world, man. That's why it's number uno. What's going on, Chris? How you been, brother? Up, good, good. You know, talking about soccer. I mean, it's uh, it's a new world for me, but you know, it is what it is. Uh, let's, you know, I'd like to get into it. It's it's definitely pretty interesting, jam packed well, stuff. Well, yeah. I mean, I think that that's why we brought Chris into the show. It's it's always fun. Mm-hmm. I've only been really deep into soccer for the last ten years, Ben. Or roughly the same eight nine yep, years, yeah. but we have a same brand player. Same new. Player us in. Yes, sorry. Oh, yeah. well, we'll get into that later. Yeah, but yeah. um, and but we got Chris here, who is just dipping his toes into the soccer world, and I like to take some credit for it. I persuaded Chris into getting season tickets into Inter Miami. He got mm-hmm. season tickets. I told him it'd be worth it. It's just a regular date night with his wife sometimes. And I mean, he's he's really gotten into it so much so that now you're getting your son into it, no? Oh yeah, most definitely. I mean, it's it's interesting because when I talk about you know like the soccer Inter Miami and MLS to other people who know soccer, they kind of tell me they just brush me off and it's like ah, go watch real soccer, go watch the Premier League <laughs> and all this other stuff. Yeah. It's like, hey man, I'm just I'm just getting to know this stuff. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. yeah. And my son is definitely starting to get into it, which, I mean, it's always a good avenue to take, uh, I think, at least just getting the start, you know. No, and it's mm-hmm. now that your son's going to get into it, I'm, I'm sure it's going to get you a little deeper into it. Because let me tell you something, when kids get into a sport, they become obsessed. They start learning the players, the teams. Then he'll eventually start watching soccer from other countries. And next thing you know, you're really going to get into it because you're going to be following that conversation along with him. So it's very exciting. I'm, I'm excited for you. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm definitely excited. I mean, it's a, it's a lot. It's a lot of information to take in, but you know, I, I'm, I'm here to learn it all. So, and so but, let, and no, I wanted to jump off the uh, that point that Chris just made that people brush him off about MLS not being real soccer. I'd like. Yeah. I think this is a perfect segue over to Ben because I've been trying to get Ben into some MLS yeah. also. Now, yeah, as we said, Chris and I are Inter Miami season ticket holders. I've been trying to yeah. get Ben down to a game for a while now. Right, because mm-hmm, I told him mm-hmm. whenever he comes, I got a ticket for him, but he's yep. been reluctant because he's he's a he's a soccer snob. He's only been into soccer mm-hmm. for about yeah. eight nine yeah. years, but he's become a snob. Right, he thinks that yeah. European is the be all end all, and although yeah. it can, admittedly it is the best, it is mm-hmm. not the be all end all, sir. We have soccer That's... here in the this country also. Yeah, I mean, I, look, yes, right, but also you you leave out the little story of we're not. I, it wasn't just European soccer. Me and you happen to be fans of the biggest and best club in the history yes. of it. Yes. Right? Like, so it's yes. it's very hard to, like, go see the Golden State Warriors and be like, yo, you know what? I'm going to watch the Knicks now. You know what I mean? Like, it's <laughs> so being us, us being Real Madrid fans, Yeah, we it's a different level. What we like, it's hard for me to watch other teams at the top level. And I'm like, yo, but it's not, it's not Real Madrid. Right? So, like, from going to that to trying to watch MLS, and I've, and I've done it. Like, I watch, I might not watch a full 90, but I'll catch the highlights and the extended highlights to really get a feel for it. 
Like I watched the Inter Miami highlights of the last game that you guys were, I'm, I'm sure, were at. Like I like that kid. Uh, was it Duke? Noah Duke is a Noah Duke. Bryce Duke. Bryce Duke. Bryce Duke. Son, like we'll get it. We're gonna get into little, that in a bit. Some those little I, dimes that he had with the through passes. That should have. There should have been four goals on that. Like mm-hmm. that's that's what I like to see. And also, before uh, you guys being season ticket holders, for me, right? Like the issue with Inter Miami in a way for me was like the hype, like the salesmanship that David Beckham had in the press conferences, right? Like, oh, we're gonna get Messi, Ronaldo. All you got was Blaze Matuti and and Igoi, both of them. Like that's not you know what I mean. Like you passed on a bit. Like we we can get into all of that because I'm I might not be in it, but I'm in it. You know what I mean. Like I know I know what's going on in that world. If I even if I can't watch a full ninety. Well, I think I think from your perspective, especially for a person that started watching soccer on on a bigger stage, uh, I can imagine. That watching the MLS, it's it's literally watching kindergartens play, you know, because yes. you're literally <laughs> no, watching. No, 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 don't. Do I mean, that. I mean, do I mean, in, no. in the sense of, no. in the sense of, in the sense, like, in the sense yeah. of, you know, you're talking about people that watch the the Premier League or watch the bigger leagues in Europe. I mean, obviously, you're getting the best of the best in terms of, mm-hmm. uh, you know, how these uh, players have been brought up through which system. I mean, that's something that I've been reading into, too. There's a lot of people that have been brought up yes. in European systems versus, I don't know, like, I don't know, Argentinian versus Colombian. Like, it's, right. there's a lot of that going on. And then so there's this thing of like this, uh, th- there's this like complex of like the I'm the greater in the sense of people that watch those leagues versus the MLS. Right. I mean, the MLS... I, I mean, I just learned like this. The soccer league has been here for 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 a while, but it's starting to that get thirty years, twenty five years, some sort, yeah. And it's starting to get some notoriety. I mean, yeah, the David Beckham thing. That's you know, I I, I get the idea, and especially in Miami, where the market is is it's there for soccer fans. It's there for soccer players. You know, it's just about getting the right attention. I get. But okay, first of all, don't placate this snob over here. Okay. Don't don't try to give him a, a a a kudos for that stupid point he made. Let's let's it's get something point. clear. Let's, let's get something clear. It is top and elite soccer when you watch Barcelona against Real Madrid or Atletico Madrid, or if you're talking about Premier League when you're talking about Chelsea and Manchester City. Those right. are the top teams. But remember that there's 20 teams in that league, mm-hmm. and if mm-hmm. you're gonna watch the bottom half of that league, trash facts. Same as watching the MLS. Yeah. I'm sorry. If you put that on TV and you take away the names and the EPL logos, you can't tell the difference between that and MLS. Don't tell me that Burnley and and West Aston Ham Villa. are having a – or Aston Villa are having a, a classic and that, it's, that game that we just watched with Inter-Miami against Minnesota is, is worse. That was that was dramatic. That was good soccer. Hey, real quick. Let's not get us killed with these hooligans that are in – that are like part of the, the mafia – in those clubs like the West Ham's, you know what I mean? Like let's let's hey, all respect to let's West not Ham. get hunted. <laughs> yeah, like, you guys are a great eighth seed or whatever, like mid table club. Get, We're on this side of the pond. I'm not worried about them. I don't know, but they'll, they'll show hey, listen, bro. You don't know what they're capable of, right? They got Jackson Teller in a movie. Uh so look, what else yes, you're right, right? Like the bottom table of the bottom table of those of those leagues are comparable in a way, right? But the problem is the bottom table at times can seem like the whole league for me was because look for me, I'm, I'm very much so a person who first impression is everything. Right. I knew about like 
yes, I started watching soccer religiously in the last 10 years, right? Mm-hmm. When when Hamas went to Real Madrid. And I and I kind of like in a way discovered that whole that whole universe, right? Like you know about these clubs, but with MLS when it came when it started, it tried to be like a totally different thing. Like try to take it their did. penalties from the mid from from the midfield. Shit. Yeah, it was like a fast one on one. Yeah, yeah, it it was it wasn't serious, right? So that's mm-hmm. the fr- the first interaction you have. It was gimmicky. It was like the XFL. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like it wasn't serious, so. It was like they could have just gone with what everybody else had established and just built on that, but they tried to be like their own thing and make up their own. Like it just got weird. Yes, MLS players I, have, I have improved. MLS players have improved. They they sell off and they do difference. They play great and and develop without a doubt. But consistently, it's it's hard. But it's hard to get into it when I don't understand the rules of MLS. Right? Like I know European soccer with transfer fees. And all this stuff, like once you start getting into the nitty gritty of MLS, like DPS and TAMs and and but all these the other, part, like it, it gets weird. It's the same. It's the same. Yeah, but it's not part. though. It's not though because you have to play the MLS and the club. You have to come to an agreement. So though, you know what I mean. Like with, with with if you do a transfer from Atletico Madrid to Chelsea, you just go one to one, right? Like there's a fee you have to pay the club, you have to pay the the, the league, and then the club. And then both of those have to agree. If one disagrees, that guy gets stuck. Like what happened to Aaron Long three, four years ago before he tore his ACL, right? He was supposed mm-hmm. to go to the EPL. The the league cleared it, but the club didn't. And then he just stayed there, never left, and never and never really then got hurt. And then, you know what I'm saying? Like that's that's where it gets weird for me. Like because the, the lack of similarity, like the, 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 the blueprint is already set. Why be, you know what I'm saying? Why be different? The reason I think they're trying to be different is to keep it competitive. Look, soccer is a growing sport in this country. Yes or no? Yes. Facts. And it's growing rapidly. But there's yeah. still a lot of people that aren't soccer fans. There are still people that when you bring up soccer, they're like, eh. You know? Yeah. yeah. But yeah. so if you have a soccer team, let's say in um, in Utah, Real Salt Lake, right? I think they have a pretty good soccer following, but let's say hypothetically, they actually, they actually have a Cuban-born player on that team, which is really funny—a Cuban guy in Utah. Look at that Cuban. We even got Cuban players now. Yeah. But so let's say let's say hypothetically, they're trying to grow that fan base in Utah, but it becomes kind of like the Premier League, where the, the bottom teams are always on the bottom because there's no parity. In Europe, it doesn't matter. They're used to that for over a hundred years. They have their fan base. So they don't care if, if the popularity grows or, or doesn't because that they're set. We're still trying to grow that here. So how do you grow that and still and be top heavy? You can't do that. If you're trying to get the whole country behind this, you need every city to be invested. And for every city to be invested, you need some type of parity. So that's why I like what they're doing right now with the DPs. I hope that eventually we get to a point where, you know, fuck it, you got money, go ahead and, and just spend it. But I understand the parody right now. They want everybody to have a chance because that's the only way that we're going to get this soccer thing to grow. But in, I across the country. But I think I think that's where that's where it differs for American sports versus I guess sports in Europe or whatever the case is. I think in American sports, parody and the underdog are huge, huge attention grabbers in terms of getting people that aren't as involved in sports to watch the sport. You know, everybody likes an underdog story. So that, that to me, speaks millions in terms of what it is that you're talking about. I, I agree with you. But 
we have a friend named Romain. He watches all kinds of basketball, no matter what it is, NBA, NCAA, out at the park, YouTube leagues. He'll watch it all. So he'll appreciate an underdog story because he enjoys watching basketball. You, you ask Romain to appreciate an underdog story when it comes to a soccer team, he won't give three craps because he doesn't like soccer. So what I'm saying is that you need to grow the love of soccer. And to do that, you need somebody to be invested in their city's team or in their state's team or whatever it may be. We need that love to grow organically. And then we can worry about underdog stories and stuff when people are just watching soccer just to watch soccer. Right now, we're still trying to build that up, I think. And I think that that's why the, the parody is necessary. And I think that that's why they're still doing the whole three DP things. I, go ahead, Ben. Uh, look, I, I agree with what you're saying, right? But I'm a person who believes you need you need the evil empire, right? Mm-hmm. Like you need that team that everybody wants to beat, right? Like you show up to beat. You need a lot of you need a Floyd Mayweather, right? Like you yeah. might hate Floyd Mayweather, but you're gonna show up to see if he loses. Right, like that brings, and that's where they're they're missing it. Like right now, and you see it, right? You see with LAFC getting retirees and Cellini, and and Cellini, right? And Cellini, so, yeah. yeah. So they have two players that are in on their way out, and like that that can but can't happen. Like that has to be a younger player. Like it has to be like an up and comer at 28, 29, not 34, 35, 36, right? Because then that's it coming. Gives also, it, it's happening more and more often. Right, and 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 there and those players are being discovered. Like you got like the the kid Campano for Enter Miami. Like you see these you see these pl- players coming up, but when that's the attention grabber of a Gareth Bale going there, Gareth Bale isn't the player that that brings that rings bells in a way, right? Because Gareth Bale to the outsiders, like oh shit, Gareth Bale's there. But to us, who knows that Gareth Bale hasn't played five out of the last six seasons because he prefers golf and only playing for Wales. To mm-hmm. us, it doesn't really ring bells, right? Because yeah. we know we know that squad, we know who he is. So it's it's hard to to grow in that way because there's a lot of pe- there's a lot of people here who just don't like soccer. To me, it's my favorite sport, right? Like I have my favorite teams, but as far as a sport, I absolutely love it. I'll watch highlights of almost anybody. I'll seek out a random right back for the U.S. that plays in Belgium. You know what I mean? To like see how he plays and see how he moves and, and stuff like that. Because it to me, it's the most beautiful, intricate game that there can possibly be. Because you'll see things on a soccer pitch that you can't imagine are possible without it. It's just insane. So to grow, you need, I think you need that bad guy, right? And I guess LAFC is trying to be that. But I also, LA Galaxy also, those are the big boys. LA, exactly. LA Galaxy, LAFC, and then. Seattle is just their academy, so they're just being good without names. But when it comes to big names, LAFC and LA Galaxy, and that's what everybody hopes that Inter Miami becomes. Whenever there's a rumor out there, you randomly hear Inter Miami, and they're talking about like big clubs in the in in Europe, but Inter Miami mm-hmm. randomly gets thrown in there. So I I think Miami's gonna throw their hat into that ring and eventually get one of those big name players. They unfortunately have three DPS right now that. I mean, Iwain barely plays, and then yep. we have Pizarro, which is loaned off, and Matuidi, which is basically an ambassador because he doesn't do anything. He 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 never even suits up. So, which by the way, my... why is it that he never plays? I mean, because he's... he's old. He's an ass. He, he's not. He's not an ass. He's he's ass on the field. Like he's 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 it's past over. his prime. It's, yeah. it's over for him, unfortunately. But they signed him, and they they're using him as an ambassador now. If you Go to the stadium early enough. You could take a picture with the World Cup champion. He was part of that. He was a starter for that team that won the, yep. the championship 
2018 and for France. So mm-hmm. like he he was a big time player, but he fell off big time. And we we got him. We thought he was gonna be serviceable, and he had mm-hmm. one or two good games, I guess. But I mean, he's a CDM that wasn't really producing much. Well, I so. think that uh, as long as Inter Miami stays existing, even if they're in Broward at this moment, the fact that they are a Miami team. I feel like in the MLS, they're going to garner attention just based on the demographic here and based on the location. You know, mm-hmm. I, I remember earlier in the season, a lot of people were talking about uh, this guy, James Rodriguez, going over to, to Inter-Miami. And I still have hope. You know, if he was to go, I mean, you're talking about you're grabbing a ton of the Colombian fan base. They're definitely going to buy in. Uh, He's but not then, even 30 yet, I think. But then I've also heard a lot of negative stuff about him, about whether he plays often, how good he is, how effective he is, depending on the market that he's in. And and Miami's a party city. So you're talking about a guy who's a party guy in a party Mm -hmm. city with a bunch of other Colombian party ass people. You know, (laughs) it it might not be the greatest mix uh, of all time for this kid. You know, I I will tell you, I, I, I agree with what you're saying. But I will oh. tell you that's that that's the draw to Miami also. Oh, most Maybe, definitely. Euro, Europeans have two destinations when they come to the United States. They don't go to New York Mm-mm. because they live in the cold. Yep. Europe is just all cold. Like it's just it's horrible to live over there. If you live in, in, in London, forget about it. You you get the sun like three days a year. Like it, it's just a horrible place to be. It's a last so right. So you go to either LA or you go to Miami. Those are the two spots. You look at if you follow any soccer player on social media right now in the summertime, if they're in the United States at least, they're in L.A. or they're in Miami. That's it. So those are going to be the two destinations for where they want to go play after they're done in Europe. Well, so we're going to get somebody like Messi next year, and, and eventually younger players are going to start coming over, I think. Well, you know, I've, all, I've also noticed that, that at the Atlanta team, I, I don't know, is it a new stadium that they have? Because the, 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 they play in the, in the Falcon Stadium. Ah, okay, I see. Because I I noticed that every time they have a game, they get fans out there. Oh like, no, yeah, they, 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 they got a, they got a fan stadium. base. And we're talking they about Atlanta, you know. I mean, it's not it's not the middle of nowhere. I mean, there's some stuff to do in Atlanta, you know. I I, I think what happens, yeah, and you're right about Atlanta, right? Like, I think what happens with Miami is like for especially having left Miami, going back to Miami, as not as often as I used to, but I think what happens with Miami is like a lot of people feed into like their own stereotype of like we don't show up unless it's an event, right? Like oh somebody, it's not 100%. too, it's too, it's too, it's too small for me. As if you working at Publix going to an Inter Miami game, <laughs> it's it's too small of a move for you, right? Like it's everybody believes that they're that they're too important. In Atlanta, they've never they've never won anything, right? I don't think maybe the Braves have won a World Series. Like the Braves have won a couple World Series, yes. but other than that, they, they won it. Like they're not a team. They're not. A, they're not a city that wins. Like Miami's won at every level. So for us, like yo, if it's not the finals or national championship, uh, like why? Let, let, let's be clear: the Dolphins haven't won since '73. Recently, so. yeah, no, I know, but that's. I mean, that's why I'm not saying Dolphins. You didn't hear me say a Super Bowl, oh, right? Like you oh. see me stop. You said everything. I don't know. Right. No, I said I said everything, and then I said I gave specifics of finals. And national championships, but I the think Braves won, the Braves won the World Series last year. I think he's on. I think, I think he's on point though because Miami typically and and 
in almost every sport has been competitive uh, mm-hmm. in their leagues, uh, you know, respectively throughout certain periods of time. So, I mean, it's like you said, in Miami, you know, it's either you're competitive and I'm giving you attention or you're not. And mm-hmm. I'm putting a garbage, but I'm putting a, a you know, a, a bag over my face. Facts. But the, the draw here in Miami, although I, I do agree that it's an event town, but I think the draw here is, I mean, when you think Miami, you think Latin people, right? And yep. for the most part, when you're talking about South Americans, even Central Americans, I mean, a lot of us are just into soccer. That's just what it is. And we, we love soccer. So I think that that's going to help bring the fans once the stadium is down in Miami. The fact that it's in Broward has made it very difficult for people to want to go all the way over there. Oh, it's, yeah. It's, it's, a, far it's a 50 minute drive. drive for me every time I go. Too far. Well, I and but the thing is, I think that it it's radical that it is in Broward County. You know what I mean? Like, you couldn't even North Broward. Yeah, like you couldn't even come closer to Miami Dade. Uh, you know that to me was just shenanigans. Uh, in terms of I don't know where the negotiation flopped. I did look into how they were trying to, uh, you know, pick a place to to build the stadium. I mean, there was. Bay, you know, uh, Bayside, there was uh, some place in Overtown, mm-hmm. some place like in... Uh, in but they in, got it, though. They got it now. Well, yeah, they finally ended up getting it close to the Miami International Airport, which I think it's a great location. Um, sure. I mean, I don't think it's the best. I think if they would have landed the Bayside spot, I think that would have been just a, a beautiful space to be able to put it in but it would have been really inconvenient i imagine i mean not to get too into geography but the fact that they're gonna have it right on the 836 where you also have the miami marlins on the 836 and at the end of 836 you also end up at the triple a or what's it called ftx now i feel like they're all gonna be like lined up perfectly i think it's 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 a nice spot to be well and i think and, and I think with the way that Miami, Inter-Miami is trending, I think that they're trending in the right direction. I mean, I was just looking over the standings. I mean, in the Eastern Conference, they're in eighth place. Uh, I mean, are you out of it in eighth place or are you still yes. in it in eighth place? Top because I think goal. the top seven make it. So, I mean, they're going to need some help because they got, you know, they're, they're, they're in eighth place. But they have seven games coming up in July. Six yeah. of them are regular season and one against Barcelona. So, I mean, this is a big month if you're into Miami fan because you got a lot of soccer ahead of you and they got some tough competition. So this is like a make or break month. If they can get three or four wins this month, they'll be in good shape. They'll make the playoffs. If they don't, I mean, it's, it's going to be tough to recover. Which, I mean, the game, obviously, it doesn't count. Uh, the, the, Barcelona the Barcelona game doesn't count towards their, their records. No, you're just hoping that they don't get Maliwapped. Yeah. yeah, it's a bad look for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's all you hope. You hope that you, they make it competitive because nobody is expecting them to win. If they can make it competitive, though, I think it goes a long way. But the thing is, I don't even know if they're going to play their starters because they have a game on the 13th, then on the 16th, and then the Barcelona games on the 19th. So it's I, technically almost three games in a week. So, I, I mean, you, and you, you want to win your – I mean, what really matters is the regular season that's yeah. going on for you. So – so I can't imagine that they're going to have all their starters playing in that Barcelona game, even if you don't want to get mollywopped. I mean, they, they signed this new kid, Quarantine. He's French, so I'm assuming it's not Jean. It must be Jean, right? Is that how you say Jean, it? Jean, yes. Jean. 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 Quarantine Jean. Jean. Probably don't even, so, uh, don't even pronounce the N's, just Jean. Jean. 
Yeah. So uh, they, they signed him. So I'm sure that he'll probably get some play since he's brand new to the scene. But I really don't think that those players are going to get too much run. I think I think I think as far as a fan grab, they have to play mostly starters because you, you're not going to send out the B squad to play Barcelona like, you know, tossing it over, you know, tossing it over to you, Ben. I mean, this is your world we're talking about mm-hmm. now mm-hmm. Uh, in terms of in terms of, uh, you know, the that snobby douche, soccer baggery yeah, of yeah. soccer yeah, fanerism. Right. Yes. Uh, when it comes to Barcelona, another thing that I've heard about them is that they've actually sort of fallen off in terms of where they were mm-hmm. before versus where they are now. I mean, I wouldn't know too much, but I imagine that's got to have some truth to it, no? Yeah, I'll give you the quick rundown. They made a lot of uh, bad investments on players that never panned out. They mm-hmm. paid oh, that's 100, no bueno. 180 million euros, which translated Dembele? to... Yeah, Dembele, and you had Griezmann that same year. Off of one selling of of uh, Neymar when they should have gone. By younger. the way, not uh, uh, just a quick. I heard Griezmann might end up into Miami this off season, but okay, good. Yeah, I don't. Okay, but DPs, right? We don't have a DP. We we need don't we? we need. I'm not sure how that works with the Pizarro loan and the Matuidi ambassador. I don't know if we can get out of one of those two. Yeah, one of those two right. have got to go. Yeah, Griezmann yeah. would be Griezmann would be okay, I guess, because I, I haven't really seen Griezmann. Griezmann hasn't been good in like four seasons. He's thirty. But I know, but thirty is different, right? Like it's thirty is different for everybody. Everybody yeah. isn't LeBron. Every you know, yeah. everybody isn't Messi or Ronaldo. So look, Barcelona made a b- bunch of bad investments. They have a bunch of good young players. Uh, some of their best, some of their players will be in the World Cup that are 18, 19 years old. Their their B squad is is scary, but they're just young because they made. They I think for a while they were actually in debt. While being worth like six billion dollars, because they didn't have any cash, they had to like sell their stadium rights to Spotify, so they have all the bunch of bunch of issues. But hey, hey real quick, uh, just a sidebar here. Mm-hmm. What's the name of this kid that PK ended up cheating on Shakira with? His mom, Gavi? Is it Gavi? Is it, I, I, I thought you might know off the top of your head. No, no, no. I, I didn't. Son, I didn't know. I knew he cheated because it was like because it, it yes. went from Shakira on a Monday. Like he's the best center back in the world. Real quick, we're doing tea on this podcast. Like <laughs> talking, we're talking reality TV. A little bit of tea. Uh, let, I, just, let me tell you something. Gavi, yeah, Gavi. Yeah, I figured it was. I figured it was Gavi. I didn't. I didn't think it was gonna be. Uh, I'm sorry. I know forward? it's completely off soccer t- topic, but um, I mean, I felt like it needed to be addressed because I mean, Barcelona has like. Look, because you hate because we hate PK. Chris. Let's yeah, let's, well, let's look. Yes, yes, we're Real Madrid fans, so we hate Barcelona by by nature. Yeah, that's why I would never go to that Inter Miami game because I don't want to see them whoop my team. So, Chris, tell me how how would this work for you? You go, and you start playing for the Knicks, right? Chris is a Knicks fan. Yeah, yeah, yeah I know. And then you get an older guy. I don't know. You're, you're 35, so I say he's 50. He's your teammate. He's your role model. You look up to this guy. Then you find out. That not only did he cheat on his wife, but he cheated on her with your mom. Oh man, that's wild, man. How is that gonna affect your like in the I locker mean, room? I'm, that I'm has gonna, to I'm, affect it somehow. I'm I can't fight, imagine that I'm that's a fight that guy. I don't give a sh- I don't give a crap no. whether he cheated on his wife. Why are you coming after my mom like that, dude? <laughs> it's like but so many other moms in-, in this world. I don't need you coming after my mom. I mean, your you mom's know? a grown woman. She can make her own decisions. Yeah, I, I, I didn't you know, think you'd you want to fight with me, him. Bro. You play with me. 
I play I with you. Fight him, but I just thought it was. Why you gotta play with? Not... Why you gotta mess with my mom? I play with you. I just didn't think That's that an it, asshole. That, that the the chemistry there because he Beak is supposed to be a leader. Like, he's the leader. He's the leader yeah. of the team. Isn't he from Spain? But, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah Bar- Barcelona. He he considers yeah. himself yeah. not Spaniard. He considers himself uh, Catalonia because he's you know they want independence. That's getting into politics. So I, know, I did not know. I knew something that happened with him and Shakira. Because, like, I, I remember on Monday, like, it, it all happened within a, a span of, like, three days when she found out. On Monday, mm-hmm. she said he was the best center back in the world, which he, he has never been. That's what I was like, no. oh, this bitch is crazy. He wasn't even the and best then, like, on, on his on the same national team. Uh, yeah, or on ever on his team. Uh, I don't know. That, then, I, oh, yeah, Puyol was there. Yeah, definitely not. Yeah, Puyol was there. No, let's, let's just push that aside. And then, like on a Wednesday, like they're getting divorced. I was like, "What happened? Like, you just lied for him to the whole world." That's a lot. That's you're a getting lot divorced? to happen. Yeah, son, it was crazy. But look, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, I would uh, personally. Can, I'm gonna curse her. Fuck Barcelona forever. It's just the way I feel. I can't ever change that. That's just a team I absolutely hate. Um, and I hope they lose to everybody forever. Like, I hope Inter Miami squashes them. <laughs> that just that's because I just I will never root for them. I will never root definitely for wishful them. thinking. And, yeah, no, and I hope in that game they have like six subs, so you play almost like the MLS All Star games, where you play you play your starters or bring them in late and do and do something like that. But you can't play the starters too long because no, you're trying to no, make the playoffs. It matters. Yeah, right. For yeah. for Barcelona, this is preseason. They're warming up for their season. This is literally dead in the middle of the season. Inter Miami's doing this to try to get some ticket sales. Some good pub because I mean, if you have Barcelona playing you, they're not gonna play against Real Salt Lake, right? They're playing against mm-hmm. the known teams in MLS. So I understand why it's good, but man, for it to be right in dead in the middle of the season, it's rough. It's rough. They can't they can't play the starters, and if they play the starters, it has to be the first thirty minutes of the game or so. Like they, they can't they can't run them out there too long. Well, All you right. know, I think I think another reason why I could see the starters playing is because. I mean, look, let's face it. You kind of want to see how they stack up against some of the better players in Europe. You know, I think this is a sort of a true test. I mean, it's definitely exposure for sure. You're definitely going to grab a lot of fans that are Barcelona fans, but you're also going to be able to kind of see as a coach, you know, Phil Neville's going to be able to see, you know, which which guys can be able to take some of the pressure from these big names, you know? Uh, Bryce Duke is is gearing up to to be – a number ten. I don't, I don't know if if I don't know how that works. If Messi really does come next year, but Bryce Duke, the more he's played, the better he's looked. He's been dropping dimes. He's been winning duels in the middle of the field. He's mm. been he's been producing big time, and uh, I, he's been I think the standout. If it wasn't for Indiana Vasilev scoring those two goals, obviously, yep. which one was off of a dime for Bryce? Bryce Duke would have been player of the game just because he he balled that game. He played very he balled. well. He balled. He stood yeah, out to yeah. me. Like Vasilev yeah. came in as a sub, uh, in like mm-hmm. this I don't know sixty something minute. Like he came eighty third, eighty second, eighty third minute. Jesus! So he came in and balled. But Bryce Duke to me was a standout. Like mm-hmm. Chris, when you so now watching soccer, right? Like you have like as you expand in your knowledge and and your education of it, because it does take a lot to to learn. Like one of the things you look out for, you'll see like the the player who gets the notoriety won't always be the best player. Like yeah. me, me and Danny in our time watching it, right? Like watching Real Madrid, like you think, like oh, it's just Ronaldo and Benzema and all these guys. Then you realize, nah, bro, this kid, this kid, Luka Modric, 
eight, nine years ago might be all right. And then as you see him grow, he's a midfielder that might not have all the goals and the assists, but the way he controls the entire game and orchestrates everything becomes like a whole different animal where like in, in one soccer game, you could have multiple quarterbacks, right? Like you could have a Tom Brady and a, and a Pat Mahomes on the same on the same team at the same time, making different plays work. Right. So like, that's what, that's what I liked. That's why I watched, like when I watched, I watched like the highlights of it. I watched one, I just watched the game. Then I was like, all right, let me analyze this a little bit. That's when Bryce Duke stood out to me. I was like, yo, like this dude's dropping. He's, he's dropping passes that I hadn't seen in a highlight before. I hadn't seen that through ball. It was usually like Iguain to somebody who didn't make that run because they don't recognize it. Now they have somebody behind him in a Duke that can pass it off to, to, to Campana and do it like that to set it all up. That's how you start watching. You start watching the levels of it. And it, and then it just opens it all up. We're like, holy shit, there's so much more to this than you can possibly imagine. <clears throat> well, I mean, to me, when ever since I've started watching soccer, especially at least for Inter-Miami, I've come to realize, like, for example, uh, you know, speaking of, of Bryce Duke, to me, consistently, he has he's been sort of like a, a breath of fresh air. Uh, in terms of how he plays and how he sort of uh, dictate what dictates what occurs on the field. Like a lot of people talk very highly of this guy, Gene Mota, and Gene Mota is good. But, you know, it seems to me like we're kind of getting the same thing out of Bryce Duke. And this guy, Gene Mota, is just getting all of this sort of notoriety. Like, I mean, there's guys on the team that I and he's such a great passer. That's one thing that that I love about him. Like there's guys like Victor Ulola, whatever his name is, you know, Robin Ulloa. Time. Um, Ulloa, yeah. Yeah, Uyoa. You got uh what's his name? You got a guy, I think uh, uh Lasseter. Roger Taylor. Robert uh, Taylor. La- well, I mean Lasseter's Lasseter's your boy, and Robert Taylor is Neymar Light. When you see Robert Taylor and the footwork that he does, it's like, man, that, that kid, that kid's filthy. Yeah, I mean, look, he's good, but I mean, we got, I, I don't know how old he is compared to Bryce Duke. I think this kid, Bryce Duke's like a freaking baby, just came out the womb. Like, if we can be able to sort of hone his skill in Inner Miami and hold on to him for a long time, I mean, you're going to have somebody that's going to be able to be productive for your squad for, for many seasons to come. Uh, like Bryce a, Duke oh, is 21. Oh. Yeah, no, I mean, he's 21, and and uh, and looking it up, this guy Gene Mota's 28. Um, you got, uh, I mean, Ryan, um, no, not Ryan Saylor. Uh, what's his face? Victor Uyoa is freaking 30. Like, I mean, what are, what are we doing here? You know what I'm saying? Like, like what, what are these guys that. even, what are they, what are these guys even still doing well, here? Like Noah Allen, who's, who's gotten some time with the U21 USA team. Mm-hmm. That kid's, I think he's like 17, 18. So kids are I mean, the, Inter Miami, their academy. You know what? And I will tell you, Inter, not, not to get too deep into this, but Inter Miami's U15 academy, they've been playing very well against. I think they played against Barcelona the other day, and they lost four to three. They lost four to three. But when you're when you're putting up a fight against a Barcelona U15 yep. team, your academy's on its way up. So Inter yep. Miami is doing okay. And when they clear these, look, we, we could we could put a bow on Inter Miami for now. But let me just finish with this. Inter Miami is in eighth eighth place right now in the East, right? One spot mm-hmm. away from the playoffs. And they're doing this literally with no DPs. They have three spots that are supposed to be filled for three impact players, right? Like stars. And they are 
right outside the playoffs without those. Imagine when they fill those in. Imagine if Messi really comes and if he brings Luis Suarez, like everybody's saying that he was, or if they bring in James, or when, if they bring in three, I know, man, it's so unbelievable that those are the guys that are going to end up on my team. But if they Paul can Pierce fill in me, those, those three DP spots and mm-hmm. add it to the core that they have already, Inter-Miami is set up in the future to be very good. I think I mean, Higuain is getting humbled, though. I feel like oh, he's yeah. getting humbled real oh, quick, yeah. and I feel like oh, yeah. he is. I feel like he is. He lost his starting spot to Campana. Yeah, I mean, I, he's he's recognizing, and I think that he's starting to get more humbled, and I think that he's making a more positive turn for the team. So, I mean, if there's one thing that I could look at in terms of DPS, I think that he's might be turning out to be a little bit better of an investment now than it was in the beginning because he may be an asset in terms of not just how he plays, but in regards to maybe how he can be able to mentor uh, potential attackers for the team. I'm with you on that. I don't know if it, if it's if it's clear through the screen when you're watching it on TV, but when I really started taking a, a negative, well, I started having a negative view of Iguain is when I started going to the games in person and I saw his, his attitude. The way he he reacted when somebody messed up with the bad pass, or they didn't find him uh, when he was open uh, on the wing or something, his attitude when he throw up his arms or just get pissed and start yelling at people, I'm like dude, you are the star of the team, you're the leader, mm-hmm. and these guys are young kids around you, like you are no leader. And then when I started seeing his lazy ass running around but half assing it, like at, at some point I was like, you know what, this guy this guy's worthless. Well, you know, Ben, and and Ben, let me tell you something, because you mentioned that you were watching the highlights. One highlight that I noticed, it was right at the end of the game. It was a pass uh, in their last game where they they passed it to, uh, to Vasilev. He took the shot, missed it, and at the same time, you have Iguain kind of crossing through. Mm-hmm. Uh, he wanted the through ball, but... They didn't give him the through ball, and you see he puts his hands out like that. Like, what the hell, man? Yeah. You should have passed yeah. it to me. And I saw that, and I was like, oh, man, I really hope that those announcers don't harp on that situation. I, I could see where Danny's coming from. And, and and that sounds minimal to what he usually does, because if he just threw his hands out there, it's one thing. But, man, this guy's so demonstrative in the way he's unhappy, and he it just shows. And and the thing is, he had that article that came out where he said that he thought he was going to come to MLS and he was going to be playing with a cigar in his mouth. And I really think that it's reality smacked him in the face when he realized, you know what? Yeah, maybe they aren't playing players that play for Real Madrid and Barcelona and Chelsea and Manchester United and all the teams, but they're still professional players. They're competitive. They, 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 mm-hmm. These guys are still some of the best that you find in South America. There's a, they, these, these, we have a lot of players that play for their national teams. Like These aren't bums either. They, they aren't at the top of the top, but they're not bums. And I think it was a – he got smacked with reality. He didn't like it, and he reacted in, in a way that was – that got him benched, essentially. It's, it's really what, what happened. Look, to 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 wrap up on the Inter-Miami and Iguain, I've, I've never liked Iguain. Uh We made fun of him before he got to Inter-Miami. I, I have a yeah. – I know, I know. We, we we talked about that. I don't I don't like Iguain. I don't like uh, – Luis Suarez, either different different reasons. I don't like Uruguay, and it's and it's completely stupid. I just don't like a lot of Argentinian players. I don't like the way they're all kind of demonstrative like that. They all have that like you should. You're lucky that I'm in that you're in my presence. 
type of attitude. Yeah, so, so I, I could see that. You know what I mean? So, like, I've never really rocked with any of them. Like, that's why no Argentinian player has ever been, like, my favorite. Uh, so, especially the way they speak Spanish just bothers the fuck out of me. That's neither here nor there. Yeah. But, yeah, like, it, when we got in going, I just I didn't like it. And it was that. It was how demonstrative he was. Like, he's he's no leader. He's always – it's the reason why he's never lasted more than two to three seasons on any squad that he's ever been on. Like, this is a guy that played at Real Madrid, played at Chelsea, played at Juventus, played at huge clubs for each league and never lasted very long. Always got sold off. I think he was at Real Madrid, Madrid for like six years, though. He was at Real Madrid but for a while. He, but did he matter? You know what I mean? That <laughs> I couldn't tell you. I couldn't tell you Exactly. That. Well, I, can't, I can't name one highlight there. All I, could, you, all I remember is like if you watch Real Madrid highlights, he's the guy that always ran to like hug somebody else because they scored. That's, <laughs> that was, that was, he was very That was his role. role. That was, was his, his role. role. Hey, man, you did it. All right. But look, yeah, it's yeah. I just I'm I'm not I can't rock with him, and yeah, and that that comment too that Danny said like, gonna show up to the MLS smoke a cigar like bro like, I have my issues with MLS but these are these are professional footballers, these aren't people who you laugh and mock at competitive they, players looking to climb yeah, the ladder too, exactly like they're trying to fight claw they're giving you 100 percent effort you can't come in here with that attitude bro, Mm-mm. like no 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 European soccer player ever came over here and just balled out. Slots on a little bit, but he still never won anything. Like he had highlights, but never won anything. So well, Argentina, Chris, if you want to see something, go check out Saltan's debut. It happened in yeah. the Tráfico. Oh, that hat trick! Yeah, the Galaxy against LAFC. One of the oh. best debuts you'll ever see. Ever. I'm gonna have ever, to bro. that out. Oh it my god, it's phenomenal. Awesome. Well, mm-hmm. speaking of, uh huh. Go ahead. Yeah. No, no, I was just gonna say, just watch those highlights. It's incredible, and the yeah. atmosphere, phenomenal, yeah. bro. Yeah, yes. it's my it's my favorite nickname for uh for a derby, el tráfico. Yeah, awesome. Yeah, that's actually no. I, I have to check that out. I mean, you were speaking about Argentina, and I looked up uh, the World Cup information. I see they're in Group C, mm-hmm. uh, and the USA is Group B in uh, for the World Cup. What is this? It starts in 145 days. Yeah, November. Jeez. Yeah, they had they had to move it to November. Right now, we would be in the middle. We'd probably be in the, what the quarterfinals, maybe right now. Yeah, probably something like finishing that. Up the group stage. Finishing right. up the group stage, be- but because of Qatar somehow buying everybody off, they ended up moving it to Qatar, where they've had hundreds of people die sta- building those stadiums, and it's no too way. hot to play in the summer. Yeah, and it's too hot to play yeah. in the summer, so they had to move it to November. They're gonna probably have five subs instead of three because it's so hot. It's 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 a Water mess, breaks. but but FIFA is corrupt, so yes. we kind of just roll with the punches. Well, I, oh, yeah, I'm yeah, looking yeah. at the stadium. I mean, this thing looks gorgeous. Yeah, like I mean, I don't They're know. Brand I, new. I don't know who Qatar is. I don't know where Qatar is. I mean, but this place looks amazing. <laughs> oil money. Well, look, yeah. If you go, on, <laughs> I imagine if you go on it looks YouTube, like there's oil money in there. If you go on YouTube, and I don't know if it's a Netflix documentary, but on YouTube they have a series. Or maybe it's just one long documentary where they literally just go over all of the stadiums that have been built specifically for World Cups and are now abandoned. Well, I mean, it happens. I, it happens because well, there's the, there's some countries the that they they get those, but they they should because they benefit financially from it. But they don't have the 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 stadiums. They don't have the state. They don't have the the. The infrastructure the that we have, the infrastructure. Thank you. That's the word I was looking for. Yeah. Yeah, uh, the, like we have NFL stadiums. We are set. You can put, bring the World Cup here whenever you want. 
because we are set for 80,000 people Everywhere. across the country. Everywhere. But Qatar isn't. They had to build all those. South Africa wasn't. If half, if not all of those stadiums are not occupied right now. Uh, was it, it wasn't four years ago. Wasn't it Russia was recently? Yes, Russia. Russia. Now, I don't know how Russia works. But so, yes, there's an awesome documentary that, that goes over all the abandoned stadiums across the world. Yeah, that like falling just apart the people. Yep. Yeah. Because nobody uses yeah, like, them. Yeah, falling apart people died making them. Like, they, they uh, I think the Qatar, like, was bringing, like, was, like, importing people to, like, build it. And they're, like, the housing, they didn't have any, they were just homeless. And all they did was was build this stuff. Like, yeah, this, and all this. God, is all, man, that sounds like a human resources issue there. Like, uh, <laughs> no, the, here's the thing. Here's the thing getting some when you bums own, to build your when you, when you get, when you own dollar country, oil stadium. When you own the country, nobody looks into it. And yeah. when you own FIFA, nobody goes, hey, man, you think this is okay? Because that person dies. Like, yeah, I mean, nobody but, you know, at that question. point, at that point, who cares? It's just another homeless guy you found on the side of the street by Burger King. Exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. The, it, yeah. I mean, well, so, look, I mean, I'm, I'm looking at pictures and this place looks amazing. This Cordar place. I mean, it's it looks beautiful. I'm sure they're all going to be beautiful. Yeah. yeah, I'm sure they're all going to be beautiful. And then all of them not ever be used ever again. Ah, so let's 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 touch on it a little bit here right before we wrap up uh we got world cup coming in 145 days we mm-hmm. got mls season i should be finishing around that time right uh mls season ends in well regular season september playoffs october okay all right oh, yeah so, so right before then so now uh, it's weird right because chris is just getting into it. so that's actually and then the European season kicks off in August, right? At the, yes, at the end, end of middle of end of well, August. Well, they all start at different times. I believe yeah. the EPL starts at the beginning of August. Yeah, and then like two weeks later, uh, La Liga and so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. So th- for the first time ever, this the World Cup was going to interrupt all all the leagues except for the MLS, right? So the, you because, have the yeah. MLS players, right? Like whoever whoever comes in. Uh, or whatever MLS players play for their national team will actually be off season, so they might not yep. be in great as a shape. And then you have players that are just three months into their season and hoping there's no injuries. So this could be one of the craziest World Cups ever, where you could you you might see an unforeseen team win it because you're literally in the middle of your season and at the end of another one. Or you might so see if, a good player come from the depths of the of the of the team that has a ton of injury. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And my understanding is that they're moving the roster spots, right? It's, it's going to go from 23 to 26, is it? Yeah, it's already confirmed. I think last Wednesday, FIFA confirmed that it's 26 players when it used to be 23. And I think on next next episode, we should break down what that what that roster could look like for the U.S. Because I have I have my opinions on a lot of it. Uh, I know. What the know. the yeah, you know what I mean? Like the U20 is going on right now. There's a, there's a Mexican American kid that plays for RSL. We all saw a lady called Diego Luna. That kid is a monster. Used to get in, used to lose a need to lose a couple pounds for playing soccer, with some playmaking wise, baller, bro. And he and, looks and like the, he uh, looks right. like every possible star, but he plays midfield. And right now we got that's where we're deepest at. We got uh, ten players on that at, right there. I I know that we're wrapping this up, but I did want to to, to ask you something because I know you were watching the game yesterday. Yeah, I heard that there was some fist thrown at some yeah point at the end of the game. The game. Yeah. Could you could you take us through that because I heard about it but I haven't seen it yet. So, okay. So you can't clearly see what happened, right? 
Because okay. the camera isn't on. Remember, it's, it's an international feed. I think they're playing in Honduras. First of all, it's a horrible pitch. It's the same one that the U.S. played Honduras on. It's trash. It's just it's pathetic. So the this mission, was a game between Honduras and who? Uh, no, it was a game US. between Costa Rica and the U.S. yesterday. So okay. right now, CONCACAF is having their tournament for the under 20. So it's 20 and under. So if you're, you know what I mean? Like it's 20 to 17, roughly 20 to 18. Um, so they're having that tournament right now. And U.S. is in the semifinal, and they play, I want to say they play uh, Honduras in the semis because Honduras just beat Panama. Cheating, but whatever. Um, it's, it's in their countries what's going to happen. So at the end of the game, there, you know, there was a lot of back and forth. You know, there's a lot of history between us and Costa Rica. There's a lot of generational beef there. It's always one of our toughest opponents. But at the end of the game, like all of a sudden, like right off, right off where the camera is, like the camera is panning towards – towards the right goal, and all of a sudden you just see, like, a straight-up brawl happen where everybody's rushing rushing the pitch, and people are, like, are running away from it. So you can't clearly see how it all started, but fists were, you could clearly see fists being thrown. 100%. Was it during the game or after the game? It was at the end of the game. It was, it was I mean, US won 2-0. It was a comfortable win. Paxton Harrison, Brandon's little brother, scored both goals. Um... But it was like towards the end of the, like there was some fouls like there was nothing in the game where like you would have seen that coming, right? Like something must have been said. But I think Costa Rica missed the penalty and they stood in the U.S. The U.S. The U.S. got some dogs on this squad though, boy. Like U.S. stood over them like yeah, you can see they're talking shit. Like yeah, bitch, of course you were gonna miss that. Like he's on the floor because he slipped and they're standing over him like three players. So the animosity was there. So shit popped off when they eliminated him. But I, you can't clearly see who who threw the first punch or what. But my money is on Diego Luna. Like I that guy. Like if you pull up a picture of him, that guy definitely fucked. That guy definitely threw the first punch. Like it was <laughs> it was in this shit. He was in that shit. Like I give it to that. That kid is that kid is a baller, bro. Like he sees the field the way you want. Like a midfielder, a cam seeing the field. There's other couple good players on it, but you know what I mean. We'll get into that. At a later date. He's 18. Well, just to bring this back full circle, Lasseter, who plays for Inter Miami, also mm-hmm. plays for Costa Rica. Costa Rica. Yeah. Oh, and, and Noah Allen plays for U20s for, for the yeah, U.S. Yeah, Noah uh, Allen's on there. Uh, yeah. Noah Allen. That's our boy right there. Well, look, I think the U.S. is set as far as in the future. If, if this sport becomes popular in this country – with the size of this country and the resources we have, training facilities and trainers and things like that, how are we not going to be one of the top teams eventually in this in this sport? I, can like, I think that. it's coming. I, 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 I've been telling Ben for eight years, 2026 yeah. is our year. Are we going to yeah. win it all? No, but I could see 2026 us making it to the final four. I've been saying it, and I'll keep saying it until it happens. 2026, we're making it to the final four. We're the host team, and we're going to have all those young dogs come up and play in the national team. 2026, final four. I have I have one question for you, for you guys. Like, if you look down our roster, right? Like, we have a lot of international Americans, right? Like, we have German yep. Americans, things like that. I think where we need to start—not we, us, because we have no say in who U.S. picks—but I think where they where they miss the boat a lot is they don't have a lot of like, lot like Latin American players on the squad, right? Like, you can't, can't like off the top of my head, I can't think of one. Like as uh, far as like, cause they lose a lot. I like, mean, I Mexican. mean, I, look, I can't talk about the young guys, but like Bedoya is Colombian. 
No, I'm saying like that actually plays now. I'm saying like the, the plays yeah, okay, the, 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 the the plays right now. Team. Yeah, but we don't we don't need that. If we get a bunch of LeBrons playing soccer, forget right. about no, it. No, but uh, no, man, I need some Jose's yeah, on this squad, bro. <laughs> Just give me I a mean, bunch of LeBrons, and we're gonna look. Yeah, how do you think France some, is so dominant? Look, look, some, but you're getting a bunch of Grayson Allens, though. France, how does France do it? Kante yeah, so isn't really from France. Of course, neither is Mbappe. Like what? Bogba isn't really from France. Yes, we know what's going on here. We got LeBron. We're gonna get LeBron all over that field, and we're yes, gonna but how, dominate. All right, look, we either need Jose's on the field or cutting the grass. <laughs> One of the two. Okay, so let me let me let me uh, let, let me. Go ahead. You can say that I want no parts of that because yeah, I want nothing. I, 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 I want Listen, nothing I think, to do with that. I think that I can be able to say clearly that we either need some Jose's playing on the grass or cutting the grass. Your son's name is Jose, isn't it? Listen, let's not talk about that, okay? Let's, uh, <laughs> let's not bring facts into this conversation. Let's, yeah, <laughs> let's, <laughs> let's not do that. I, I, I love the look, name Jose. Yeah, obviously. Look, I'm not saying I'm not saying that yes, we need LeBron's, but that's not that's not right now. Like I was saying, like we have a bunch of Grayson Islands. That's not to knock on Grayson Islands, but historically, and we could get into that, you know what I mean? Like But I'm quick. not even talking about just race, right? I, I'm talking no, about I, athleticism. No, I, athleticism. But I'm, Right, like I'm, but I'm saying like LeBron is we have 40 a bunch of like we have a bunch of Mexican Americans, right? That always choose Mexico. Like Diego Luna is a, a Mexican American. He's not cap tied to us. Like those yeah. are the battles that we need to win, because yeah. I it, that comes with a different energy. Like you bring that in. Like even if the other like I think you need that kind of interactions with those with with the you know what I'm saying to like to have that because that he's he's gonna bring a different skill set, right? Like yeah, he's gonna you. play differently. You know what I'm saying? Like you, like you see a Puerto Rican boxer and a Mexican boxer; those are two different skill sets, but they bring the best out of each other. We got to start winning those battles, not yeah. necessarily like the pan. Like you know, what I mean, like Mexico's really our 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 rival in that, in the sense of for those players. Like we need to win more of those battles because I can't think of the last one that that we've won. Mexico players go there and they go there to die because they played till like they're forty, and then the young kids never get burned. No, I, I get what you're saying, but um, I mean, all in due time. I mean, little by little, we, we, we're gonna get there. No, yeah, and like I said, look, I birthed, I birthed Luca De La Torre. I, I, I told you guys a year and a half ago about him, and now he's, I think he's the number two behind Musa, like like the kid. So look out for him. He, he's, I think he's moving. I'm hoping he's going to like Leeds or something and making a move from. I think he plays in Belgium, making a move. Like there's there's young kids that are, and he looks old as shit. He has that. That uh, that old man face because he's like nineteen or twenty. He looks thirty-seven. Uh, well, I, I definitely want to hear your opinion on this team next time that we that we get on because no, no. Uh, I mean Jordan Morris. I remember him from a couple teams ago. Uh, I mean at this ACLs point you ago. might as well. Yeah, I. I mean <laughs> at this point you might as well call back uh, Dempsey and uh, what's that guy? The the midfield ball Donovan. guy. The, no, the bald guy. Oh, that was Bradley. Don't yeah, Bradley. Bradley. Let's that end guy's... this right now before I go off. Let's end this right now before I, I go off. Michael Bradley. 87 right, so, minutes. So, so, all right. So, to wrap this up real quick, Inter Miami plays FC Dallas for some reason, July 4th at like 8 o'clock at night. I don't know mm. why they would think that that's a good idea. Horrible okay. idea. I'm going to have to watch that on DVR. But their striker, Jesus Ferreira, mm-hmm. plays for the U.S. men's national team. You said we Colorado. need more international players. He's Colombian. 
Yep. So I figured we put that all together. We got a Colombian on the team. He was born yep. in Colombia. And they play against Inter Miami on Monday. Hopefully we get a dub, but we'll be back next week to talk about it. That and U.S. Men's National Team. Great first episode. Thank you guys yes, for joining. Thanks. And uh, we'll catch you guys on the next one. Peace.